Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Hello, this is uh, Chief Howard, and this is uh, the Sword and Shield Episode 6. And today with me, I have Senior Master Sergeant Kevin Hunter, 426 Network Warfare Squadron uh, Operations Superintendent. Uh, Tech Sergeant Anthony Luna, 968 Cyber Operations Group uh, Training Manager. Welcome, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys taking some time today. Um, what I wanted to kind of dive into is, uh, you know, professional development. And uh, the question I had for you, uh, Senior Hunter, was uh, what program are you currently working with? So I'm currently working with the Professional Development Committee. We've been standing it up and starting to offer a lot of courses for the airmen that are available virtually so that they have an opportunity to come in and develop and make good use of their time and uh, hopefully further their knowledge in their careers and provide them with resources that are a little outside of the standard uh, PME type development courses. Okay, so like what kind of courses uh, are being offered and what kind of frequency? So right now we are partnered with the 433rd Wing and their professional development committee, and we're standing ours up much more robustly as well. But they are offering two courses. Well, in conjunction with us, we're offering two courses a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and one on every Friday. So they're every day at noon and every day at uh, 1830. So we have seven courses a week and then two to three courses on the UTAs. They cover any a, a wide variety of topics. We try to balance it out between a mix of resiliency and technical. So resiliency, a lot of them are just, uh, there was one yesterday, it was the, the art of gratitude or uh, self-care or a lot of different type of resiliencies and not necessarily just all the the mental aspect. Some of it is they did a, a nice uh, a family workout one the other day, just a good way to go out and relieve stress, kind of get everything going and clear your head type resiliency. And then on the technical side, we go anywhere from an Excel sheet, how to really work with Excel in uh, from a 101 and a 102 and developing different levels of Excel. We're looking at Outlook courses. Uh, we're also going in, we consider the technical side when you start getting into a little more of the actual Air Force training stuff. And we, so we'll cover some of the career progression slides and other issues where you, on how to develop in bullet writing and decoration writing and a lot of other air, really Air Force-y type classes on the technical side. Okay, so not necessarily, like you said, you uh, differentiated between PME, which is uh, professional military education, which uh, uh, Sergeant Luna will talk about in a minute, but um, we're talking about... Um, enhancement courses predominantly really talking about bullet writing uh using some of the tools that we have on hand through microsoft office um you know excel mm -hmm. and then uh, those uh, other self um uh, development courses right with the resiliency i saw emotional intelligence once yes. as well i know that there were some uh, things with uh using uh was it uh air force uh no military one source there's a military one source 101, yeah. Right. And then uh, also there was a uh, retire a couple of retirement and planning for retirement courses. So some of the other uh, processes that we develop into uh, over our careers, things that are not uh, traditional uh, courses offered, correct? Correct. Uh, there, those are a couple of good examples. We also had a, a career progression course, which we kind of went off. We hit the PME bullets, 
this, that, and the other. But the whole real focus of the briefing was more of what outside of PME, what should your troops be doing at this level? Like as an NCO, what should how what kind of community involvement should they have? What kind of additional duty should they have? What kind of other things outside of PME to help shape them into the future leaders for the uh, unit? Okay. And we also had uh, lost my train of thought on that. I'm sorry, I have to come back to that one. I lost hey, so sorry, Hunter, uh, I got a question, sir. So. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just a regular NTO if or I'm a TR. Where can I go to like find out the schedule for these events? Like, how do I know, hey, this is a great professional development one. It's gonna be talking about uh, my career progression. So where do I need to go to find out the schedule for this um for these classes? Cause I I personally haven't seen anything. So I wanna know like if I need to get be online at a certain time or uh just set up my schedule so I can attend one of these, how do I do that? Where do I go to find that? So publicity is uh, one of our biggest challenges that we're working with right now. I do try to put every one of them onto the 960 Cyber Wing Gladiators Facebook page uh, so that you are posted there. I do also push them out through the top three and I push them out through for to my unit, at least uh, individually through our different communication channels. So there should be somebody in every unit that is getting this and seeing this and being able to offer it down to their people. I think a great uh, person to send something like that out would be through Captain G. Like just send her a weekly schedule or something like that, just because, hey, she has a great reach being the wing uh, exec. So it's a great person to send that out to. I, that would be my suggestion. But, you know, no, good point, uh, Sergeant Luna. Right? It, it really does uh, kind of tie in, you know, talking to uh, Senior Hunter, uh, that publicity piece is uh, is key. And then timeliness. Right. So I know that the uh, Professional Development Committee um, has worked on a monthly schedule. That schedule is a little bit fluid. Uh, that schedule is posted on the Air Force Connect app, uh, predominantly through the 433rds page right now. And then uh, what we're doing is uh, on demand is the uh, posters that uh, for each one of those courses uh, get solidified. Uh, we are pushing that, as he said, through uh, other social media to include GroupMe. We uh, include the superintendents and the first sergeants too, I believe. Right. Yes, but uh, getting an email out through the exec is not a bad idea. So um, definitely something for us to, to, to dive into. Um, but uh, if you're looking for that schedule short term uh, before that email gets out, uh, the Air Force Connect app is uh, the one that we're looking at for that. And the Air Force Connect app does have it. And uh, as Chief said, we do about a month in advance. And we're actually going to be this afternoon setting up the August schedule. So the August schedule should be pretty out within the next week or so. So you have a good idea and availability. Uh, the Air Force Connect app, you kind of, you do kind of have to dig into it a little right. bit to actually get down to where the calendar is. But I also have a, uh, a little PowerPoint that I can send out for where to find that as well, because I put that together. And then I know that we're looking at uh, doing that for the 960th wing too, right? Correct, we're, we're working towards that, right? So uh, the 433rds taking the lead right now as a combined effort. Uh, the 960th will uh, continue to be good mission partners and work towards that. But eventually you'll see some splits off uh, with the 960th, which leads me to the next piece, right? Um, how do how do you select courses? So it's a two-part question. I apologize. How do you select the, the courses that uh, we're going to teach for the PDC? And then who actually teaches them? So right now it's been kind of a... Uh... It's a volunteer. It's an entirely volunteer effort. And it's what are you comfortable with? What are you teaching? And then that's presented to the committee. And we will evaluate and see what the worth of it is, if it has a good uh, a good value to the airmen, which 
all of them usually do. I mean, if you've got something to say, don't be discouraged. Come up and say it. We may kind of guide you and tweak you a little bit on where the direction of it, we think the direction of it may go, but we've never actually shot anybody down on any kind of idea because everybody's got something valuable to say. So we highly encourage anyone from the brand new airman that just caught out of basic training and wants to provide perspective on what they're teaching at the lowest levels now to the crusty old chief that's uh, on his way out the door that can tell us how things are changed and where they see it going. But it's totally, completely a volunteer force. Uh, the As we're developing more within the wing, I'm starting to get more and more volunteers and we are taking on uh, a lot of them ourselves. As Chief said, though, we've been highly reliant on the 433rd. We really want to be, we don't want to be reliant on them. We want to be an equal partner with them. We want to make sure that we're doing our share and providing stuff that's really kind of specific too for our cyber members. Because a lot of the cyber members have different issues and different developments. We want to make sure that we're going to hit those as well as the general courses. Right. Some good points, right? You know, um, both wings reside in the same area, you know, here at JVSA. Um, when we talk about the 960th, uh, we talk about uh, a number of different uh, weapon systems. We talk about GSUs spread across the, the continental U.S. Um, I think that this PDC thing is uh, one of those um, items that can help uh, bridge some of the gaps that we have across all our GSUs. Because uh, you don't have to be local to, to provide this, right? Because it's all online. Correct. What kind of medium are you using uh, to, to actually uh, uh, provide the courses? So right now, all the courses are being provided on Zoom. Uh, the 433rd is being very, very gracious and allowing us to use their actual paid Zoom account so we can have the different resources and accesses that come with that account. I think as we move forward, if teams de decide to be a long-term Air Force standard issue, it might be something that we look at moving toward because it allows a little more flexibility with some of the FOUO issues and some of the other issues. But we are definitely going to want to make sure that we're open to the different platforms as they evolve. I know there's a lot of concern, especially in the cyber world with the Zoom, because it has had security issues. They also have developed quite a bit. And there are ways that you can watch the Zooms without actually downloading the app to your computer. So okay. awesome. it uh, can help alleviate some of that. But you are right, Chief. Everything is completely virtual. So my next one that I have, I've got a, a member out of the 689th out of Alabama that's going to be helping us teach a class. Nice. So Luna, question for you. If you could get any kind of course offered to you uh, as an NCO right now, what course would that be? I think it would be the uh, NCO leadership development course. You, um, particularly because uh, you get to interact with a lot of uh, NCOs um, from different career fields, uh, different walks of life. And um, it's not as rigorous as the NCOA course in residence uh, per se. Um, but really you just get to have a lot of conversations that, uh, you need as an NCO being a frontline supervisor. And I think those conversations, um, differ from individual to individual strictly because everybody has different styles of leadership and they're, um, it's more of a, uh, talking forum and you get a lot of ideas together and it brings out, uh, certain leadership styles from people and it just gives you an overall it's it's way less stressful than ncoa because ncoa is pme and you got to do well at pme you have because it's like a career progression type deal like you can't make master without going through ncoa so uh nco ldc leadership development um it offers you a less stressful environment um 
and the conversations uh, go a little bit smoother. I think. Okay, and uh, so no, I've 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 lucked out right in my career. I've been able to do uh, not only the NCOLDC course um, when I was still Reg App, but mm-hmm. I also was able to do Senior NCO LDC as a reservist. Um, so you bring up a good point <clears throat> that it seems a lot less uh, stressful. It's not as stringent as um, classic PME. Uh, I guess the question I would think that some of the audience might have is does uh, NCOLDC count in place of NCOA? It is not. So um, it is not. Long story short, it does not take the place of NCOA uh, or senior NCOA for senior NCOA LDC. Um, those do not. You still have to go through PME. Um, luckily, there is a new version of PME that's come out uh, for the NCOs. Um, I advise everybody to um, to look into that if you have not completed NCOA. Um, I've had one member completed within nine hours all the way through. Um, but they were on it the whole time, the whole nine hours. It was not a joke. Gotcha. Um, so shout out to that guy who did that. Congratulations. Got it done. Um, Great. But uh, everybody still has to go through NCOA. It's it's still a good course. Uh, there's there's a lot of info you can get out of it. Um, I'm currently going through it right now. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Gotcha. So. Um, you know, we, we kind of we just talked a, a little bit about the, the professional development committee, which is um, not PME based and it's not um, anything that uh, gets rolled up into your records. Now, we can capture some of those courses and put them into uh, EPRs uh, and other reports and 1206 is uh, for, uh, uh, you know, quarterly awards. Right. Um, but really, you as the unit training manager at the group level, right, um, now we're talking about formal courses. We're talking about uh, formal PME um, and uh, then of uh, AFSC awarding courses. That's, that's what you manage. Can you kind of tell me what PME is required from nuts to bolts, basically um, Airman Basic through um, Chief uh, on the enlisted side of what courses that we have to take? And then uh, maybe if, if you uh, know the uh, officer ones, if you could throw those in as well. Not too familiar with the officer ones. I'm going to Fair say enough. that off top. That's all right. Uh, over airmen, it always starts out um, as airmen. Of course, you go through basic. We get out of basic. Um, we go through ALS when we want to put on staff. Um, so as a senior airman prior to making yes, staff, right? definitely senior airman. Uh, that is the rank that you have to be at. And well, um, how can we do that? So with the ALS, can I? is that all in residence? Is that by so correspondence? So luckily, as a reservist, all of our PMEs are in residence or correspondence. Um, personally, my point of view, it's always great to go in residence because there's nothing like that peer-to-peer action that you get. Um, my ALS, ALS uh, class was done in Korea when I was still active duty, and I met so many different AFSCs, and we had so many different points of view of the Air Force it was like really good to go through. So I would always go for in residence. Um, Sergeant Hunter. Go ahead, Sergeant Hunter. Yes, sir. So I absolutely 100% agree, Sergeant Luna. The the in residence is by far the best value you're going to get out of the course. However, the one thing I would caution is don't let that hold up your career. In our current fiscal environment, those in residence uh, slots are really difficult to come by. So if nothing else, if you're if you're in that position, I my suggestion is to sign up for the correspondence, but still push on your supervisors and leadership to try and get that in residence course. I completely 100% agree with you. So to tie those two in, right? So I mean, <clears throat> tell me if I'm wrong. If uh, I do the by correspondence, 
course, whether it's ALS or NCOA or even uh, senior NCOA, um, if I do it by correspondence, I can still go to the in-residence after completing it, right? So I can meet the requirement per AFI for promotion, but still get the benefit down the road of that interaction and networking of, uh, of an in-residence course, right? That's a thousand percent correct, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And so um, great points um, both ways. Do not let uh, PME hold up your career. That like you, We have so many options for PME. It should not hold you back from progressing in your career. Um, like myself, uh, so bringing on to the NCO tier, when, when you become an NCO, you've been been in for a little bit. Um, let's say you haven't gone to NCOA yet. Um, there is that NCO LDC leadership development course that you could go that you can go to. Um, but then you have, the must go to is uh, NCOA. Um, you have to get that under your belt to progress into the senior NCO tier. Um, gosh, I forgot about that. So I had a question that was uh, brought to me the other day. Um, when's the best time for you to sign up for these uh, different PMEs, right? So I'm a brand new tech sergeant or brand new staff sergeant. Um, when should I uh, look at taking uh, the uh, NCOA and then maybe NCOLDC? I think a great thing to do um, and a good rule of thumb would probably be um, – we all have feedbacks every year with our supervisors or we should. Um, we definitely should. I think it's part of your EPR now. Um, so I would say to have a sit down with your supervisor, um, see where you, not necessarily where you fall in their eyes, but um, where they can guide you or help give you direction on. Um, for everybody, it could be different. You could have an older NCO who, kind of gets it already and uh, their supervisor could see them progressing quickly. Um, so they could want you to hurry up and get to um, get NCOA knocked out just so you can focus on being the leader that uh, the Air Force is going to need you to be. Or they could also offer you the uh, NCO LDC. Okay. Um, yeah. Specifically, one of the questions I got um, in one of my forums was, uh, so I'm awaiting IST, right? I'm waiting for that tech school. Oh, okay. And uh, I used to be AFSC, blah, blah, blah. And during that time, can I go ahead and knock out uh, NCOA or senior NCOA uh, during that period, waiting for IST, right? It comes down to, so you as an ops superintendent, senior hunter, and a prior first sergeant, what would you recommend in that scenario? My recommendation is if you've got the availability and the time, do it. The, the second it's available to you, the second you have the opportunity, I would say sign up and go. Um, that being said, you do have to be careful if you if you get a short notice offering for an IST course, because as we all know that, especially in our career fields, we have uh, some pretty lengthy waits and pipelines. So every once in a while, we'll get a short notice. So you have to really balance out. Are you going to be able to handle both of those if all of a sudden you're halfway through NCOA and you get an IST course drop the next day? Right. That being said, though, I still think you should do. And you as a unit training manager, what do you say? So as a training manager, I would say learn your job. Learn your job. Do your job. Get good at your job and have your leadership notice that you're good at your job and then prepare yourself to be uh, the next level NCO by going to the NCOAs or the senior NCO course or things like that, but learn your job first. I think that's uh, important as uh, Air Force members that we are 
professionals at what we are getting paid to do. So from my perspective, I completely understand what Sergeant Hunter is saying, but from my perspective as a training manager, I want to send you to school. I want to get you off of our red list and not uh, being able to uh, do what we are paying you to do. We need those operators. We need those uh, support individuals uh, helping us out and being fully qualified. So learn your job as much as you can before you go to school, uh, while you're waiting for school, because that makes tech school that much easier uh, when you go there prepared. So, um, so it goes back to the point you were making, right? Um, that uh, really it comes down to having that conversation with your supervisor and see where we're at, right? If uh, we're talking about a, an AFSC that's very close to your new AFSC, let's use um, 3Ds and 1B4s, right? So if you had a 3D with a large cyber uh, uh, background and you're waiting to 1B4 school, maybe that gap feels not so great. And uh, IST, or, so while you're waiting for IST, maybe you knock this out. Um, but uh, let's say you came from a different AFSD uh, background, um, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, not picking on any AFSC, but something that's less technical. Uh, maybe we need to spend more time doing that spin up prior to that. But um, really, it comes down to what that supervisor and what the, the unit uh, needs are and the individual specifically and, and what that supervisor believes that individual can handle. And then you as a as a. As an airman, being able, being able to articulate that to your uh, supervisor that, yes, I know that this is a big chunk. I believe I can take this piece on before IST. I think I can accomplish this. We already know that I'm projected to go out in six months. I can handle this PME during that time frame, right? Um, so we've covered uh, ALS, NCOA is pretty much the same thing, just a different tier, a little bit different focus, uh, but same offerings, right? And uh, with uh, a correspondence uh, or in residence. And then we've talked about senior NCOA the same way. Um, what other courses are, would be professional military education that we can get knocked out um, to, to help develop ourselves out? Uh, so I believe there's also a chief's orientation course that you'd have to complete. Right, that's uh, if you've been selected for a chief, um, so you've gone through that whole process, which we covered in, uh, I believe, episode two and episode three of our podcast. Shameless plug. Got to love it, right? <laughs> um, and then uh, then once you're selected, then you – part of uh, – prior to actually putting on chief, you have to go to the orientation course. But there's also another course that seniors can take, and I think you've taken it, didn't you, Senior Hunter? Um, chief leadership course? I have not yet, Chief, but okay. uh, I'm looking for that first opportunity to take that one. We okay. tried to get me into one on a short notice uh, not too long ago, but uh, it didn't It didn't quite work out. So another one for specifically our wing is the uh, Cyberspace Superintendent's course that a lot of our uh, members go to as well. Is that 3D only or can 1Bs take that as well? I believe 1Bs can, still, I'm can actually, take that as well. I'm actually in that course right now. Okay. That is a, it's a distance learning course, right. and it's all done through ADLS, and I'm uh, – enrolled in it at the moment that's correct i i remember that because i saw that come through my office right yeah i've done it in the past as well um one other one that we really haven't hit on that's a, a good key and i think i heard there was a recent change to was senior enlisted joint pme um there used to be one and two i heard it's just all rolled up into number two can you confirm or deny that i have not seen that yet sir. okay um I have not seen that yet. I got the hot. That's I got awesome. the hot light on you. Confirm or deny? Yeah, I'll I'll deny that right now because I can't confirm it. So okay, but I'll let you know. Gotcha. Didn't mean to put you in the box, man. All good, sir. All good, sir. I've not okay. seen that though. As as much information has been coming through my office right now, I have not seen that one yet. 
I think gotcha. I did hear that last week as well. But again, I haven't, I think I'm on the same page as you, Chief. I haven't seen it confirmed. It's just right. been kind of. Okay. Um, no, that's some, this is some great conversation, right? Some great pieces that you guys uh, were able to bring uh, in regards to professional development. I really do um, appreciate your time. Uh, if you could give a shameless plug to uh, professional development committee, what would you tell everybody out there, Senior Hunter? I would actually tell you that you have no idea the amount of value and resources you're missing until you actually sit into one of the classes. Because you look at a class and you might say, oh, I know all about Excel, but that one little trick that you didn't know could save you a ton of time. Or that one little resiliency piece that you did, that you might have missed could really impact one of your airmen. So take the time, take the opportunity, and look at some of these courses. There, there's a ton of value. And if you don't think there is value, please recommend something for us and help us develop it and help us get it better and uh, come contribute and come work with us. Awesome. I know we didn't get a chance to really t- cover some of the timelines, uh, Sergeant Luna, so maybe sometime down the road we can uh, kind of cover down on what those timelines are for some of those schools and some additional schools and, and some of that process. But uh, if you had an opportunity to kind of uh, get out uh, to the community, something that you felt uh, is important as the unit training manager, what would that be? I would definitely uh, speak Speaking from a supervisory level, as far as NCO uh, tier, I would definitely get outreach to our uh, NCOs and tell them to look after the people coming uh, coming after them, um, guide them, teach them the ways uh, that you wanted to be taught, the ways that would have benefited your career. Um, always mold and shape uh, the the leaders of the future. Um, into the leaders that you want to have leading you. No, some great points, right? I think we hit some great things here when we talk about mentorship and development of our right? Um, both of these programs, um, whether it's formal like uh, the PMEs or the informal with the PDCs that we're talking about, um, that mentorship piece, that the conversation from supervisee to supervise, uh, supervisor, uh, the 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 development, the purposeful development is two pieces that you both hit on throughout this conversation that's been key, right? Having that conversation with Airmen, getting that information out from the PDC. So we being supervisors, looking for that information on Air Force Connect, looking for that information in social media or other uh, communication means, uh, emails or whatever, and then getting that out to our Airmen. Then as you, know, you put, a, put it, uh, Luna, sitting down with our supervisors uh, and then the supervisor is actually providing, here's a pathway, here's some options. And then that constant communication, letting that stuff go out there. So you guys are phenomenal gladiators. I appreciate the uh, hard work that you guys have put into it. Um, Senior Restaurant Hunter, the work that uh, we are seeing out of the PDC is great. Uh, Really appreciate you heading that up. Um, That's solid work. Uh, The constant uh, work that you're doing, uh, Sergeant Luna, and on the 860 side, Sergeant Borja, (coughs) both put a lot of hours into getting these courses lined up, talking to the functional managers and to the schoolhouses to get that set. If it wasn't for the work both of you guys do and, uh, you know, by proxy, uh, Borja, since uh, we don't have them here, I want to give them a shout out as well. All that hard work you guys put into it uh, is uh, phenomenal and our airmen are directly uh, benefiting from from that work. So thank you uh, for that hard work and thank you for being great gladiators. And I think, uh, you know, with that, I, I definitely want to tell the gladiators out there that are listening, I hope you have a great uh, Air Force day. Thank you.